Hello, Internet, and welcome back to the Optimistic Gamers Podcast. This is episode 132 for the week of Monday, November 13th. I am your host, Mr. Jesse Wind, and joined with me, not as always, Mr. Keith Bosher. Hello, hello, hello. Oh man, I'm not in the, in the, oh my, and did I say, there, yeah, I said your name right. Yes, you did, okay. you did. You oh did. my goodness. Don't worry, I'm not going to I usually it. have it pulled up, written phonetically in front of me, because I'm a child. I am not going to send a geth after you this week. Oh, thank God. Next week? Oh, <laughs> That's a whole story. different story. A whole different oh, story. Man. Uh, you making Mass Effect jokes make me reminisce about the days when Mass Effect was still good. Yeah. Well. <laughs> make Mass Effect great again. Oh, th- well, you know, honestly, I can't say. Have you? So I'm assuming you've played the newest iteration. No, I heard a lot about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to in a weird, weird way. Like, cause I love mass effect so much. Yeah. It can't be as bad as the star Wars Christmas special. Right. So right. I think I, I can get over myself. I mean, I have it. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. So I'm working on, it's on the Xbox. Nice. So no, you know what? No, I'll take that back. I did not get it for the Xbox. I got it for the PS4. Wah, wah. Which I'm glad you bought up because that brings up an interesting topic. Is the PlayStation 4 dead? No, no not that type of topic. <laughs> no, ma- mainly, you know, basically, you know, are you as a player, as a person, are you a definitive player. in one person's camp? No, nobody should be. That's a terrible mindset bred by the early 20th century. It is. It is. It's gone, but. I feel like it mostly is gone, but it's also, I don't know a lot of adults who do it as right. often as right. kids. Yeah. And uh, it's like a weird psychological effect where uh, you just feel like you have to support this thing because you put so much of your like economic resources into yes. getting it. Yeah. That it justifies your purchase and makes you feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I understand it, and I, and I wanna I wanna give you an example. Um, my please girlfriend's um, nephews they actually came over today, so Ooh. you know they came over and the chitlins. Yeah, the chitlins. They they came over and they were kind of each time they come over, it's almost like too much information, too much data being pushed to them, mainly because of the consoles I have, because they've yeah. never seen them. The only one they know about is the PS4 and the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One S. So mm-hmm. their their world is a little skewed. They don't. So see do, they, do they see like your old school consoles mostly? Yeah, and have no clue what it is. And it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's really funny. But um, I got them on an arcade, and they um, had a blast. They didn't know what the Super, of course, they didn't know what the Super Famicom was. They didn't know what the yeah. Sega Master System was. Things of that nature, um, right? Those are they're, they're they're just like were these all three sixty Xbox Live Arcade? <laughs> yeah, games? it was it was just <laughs> funny to see to in, to introduce them to certain <laughs> game genres on these systems because you know they're used to like the pretty graphics of like Battlefront and 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 you know Star Wars and stuff like that, even the Lego games, mm-hmm. you know. So definitely, they were. We actually sat down and we played Bomberman on a Sega Saturn. Oh. Thanks for calling me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I need to tell you this because 
two hours later, they still were chucking at it. And it was funny to see that because they had never played this before. They had never seen it. Mm. No clue about what it is and stuff like that. So the reason I brought that up is because they were asking me, you know, well, who is this? I'm like, it's Sega. And they've heard of Sega. They didn't yeah. know Sega had consoles. <laughs> so, it, you know, and it brings up, a, a, that's why I brought up the topic because, you know, I got them onto that and they were playing. So, I mean, I could go go on and on because we played some Robotron for a little bit and I was mm-hmm. teaching them that and they, we played it on an arcade and stuff like that. So, but the reason I was saying that because they were saying that they liked all the systems. So each mm-hmm. game they played on a different system, they liked them all. You know, it did. They, they weren't like stuck on, well, I have to have this one for this. But the reason I brought it up was because of that. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, and, and I've noticed this too, you know, Sony PlayStation's library mm-hmm. seems to get more press and I would say a little bit more interaction than Xbox, mm-hmm. even though they may have the same libraries. But I, I think I've been noticing this too, that a lot of the games that I've purchased, my play, PS4 collection has grown faster than my Xbox One collection. Yeah, they uh, PlayStation put themselves in a strong position at the beginning of uh, this console generation by promising everything Xbox either didn't or uh, like with their when the Xbox One uh, concept launched, they were, it was going right. to be an always on console. Yeah, and Sony came to that E3 with a video dogging on that. And they're like, oh, you want to play your video games offline? No problem. Right. And everything from that to supporting indies to uh, uh, nabbing up uh, either a Call of Duty exclusivity, like DLC first yes, uh, exclusivity yep. stuff, or c- continuing their contract with Destiny to get exclusive DLC or DLC first in different situations. I don't think it's like the biggest foothold to have, but... It was something the 360 clearly had the last generation that PlayStation stole from them. Yes. And Xbox hasn't been able to gain regain that ground. Yeah, because I've been looking at it. And again, I mean, compared to my PS4 library, I think my mm-hmm. PlayStation, I think my Xbox One is half, if that. Absolutely. Especially since um, I'm not sure if it's to their benefit or not. Um uh, I guess it, I'm sure they ran the numbers and it probably inarguably is, but all the Microsoft games are coming out on the PC now. Yes. So even when I have had the opportunity to buy it on the Xbox, I'm like, why would I get Gears of War 4 on the Xbox when I have a 1080 in my computer? Upstairs? Yeah. And I think that still counts to them. You know, you see what I'm saying? So I think they yes. actually, those PC sales help them out a lot. So they, yeah, it, they're it the made, developer technically. Right. And it may balance out between, you know, well, I bought this game on my PC and then now that you're like, yeah, you know, but I didn't buy it on the Xbox, but they still get credit for that because that is still a sale toward their gaming numbers. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Reason I was bringing that up too was because, you know, with Nintendo, switch out they're getting a lot of of course ports over to that system because that that makes sense you want to bring games over that that system because right now your library is kind of thin so you bring over whatever you can but i have noticed on the sony side i've been picking up a lot of just these weird i'm not gonna say weird but just unknown games from these small publishers badland games and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. and it's it's interesting to see the love that was poured into these games how they were made you know so it's kind of it's just kind of interesting to see that versus a bigger company or a bigger schoolhouse that has more money and more backing and they you know it takes them years and they dump 
millions of dollars into a game and then you have this little small group of kids sitting over here and let's create a game and the game is like really good but they don't have the money to do what these bigger games can do basically they can't pay for commercials they can't pay for you almost won't see somebody stand on the corner with flyers hey yeah buy our game buy our game you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I, I i like that and i also like the across the board with all three systems the gaming and what you have to choose from so you basically yep. have Anything you want, you basically can get on either one's either system. So yes. that's good. If you can't find it on one, you definitely can find it on another. So um, that's why I was just like, wow, you know, I'm hoping that that whole, you know, Sega versus Nintendo or Xbox versus Sony pretty much should be gone, you know? Yeah, um, it does seem like the, the System Wars uh, mindset is probably slowly being bred out of people. Good. Good. I the the indie market the diversity of games these days and the support of the indie market is is a beautiful thing. That, right, uh, right. Games like uh, Microsoft putting out or supporting Cuphead yeah. most recently yep. is what comes to mind. Um, just some of the coolest stuff, like you said. And I hope that you know people listening and people that get out there a little bit. You know, don't don't narrow yourself and don't rob yourself from games that you've never played just because of a system. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of people don't financially have the space to own two different consoles in their lives. Right. Uh, but if you can, and that's the thing, you're like you just love video games, and you could do that. There's, it'd be silly not to do it. Yeah. Uh, because someone someone told you Xbox sucks. That's it. Yeah, that's the key. You know, <laughs> and I hate that. You know, this system sells. You know, PC gaming sucks, and blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you even say that? You know, it's it's we're in a great time right now that you can Mm -hmm. get on any system that you want and enjoy the game that you want to enjoy you shouldn't worry about somebody else's opinion on you well this game sucking to me suck to them they may not like that particular type game but you that may be your that's your bag you mean you may love that game so yeah and a lot of times people are just saying that to be hateful too that too that's what i was saying yeah they play battlefield and they're just like call of duty sucks and i'm like you realize they're almost the same game right right they're like -uh." (laughs) no well that's what i was saying because some people kind of there's that that's what you know their whole thing is you know i only like this particular game on this particular system that's it. You know, I won't play anything yeah. else. This system, this why this system rules to me because of this game. But you're kind of isolating yourself on everything else that's out there. Oh yeah. I'm so sad that I don't have a PlayStation. And if Sony Black Friday were to put out a new PlayStation 4 that competes with the Xbox One X, that even it doesn't it's that's coming. not even my stipulation. Yeah. If they no. would put out a PlayStation 4 that plays 4K Blu-ray, I would sell my Xbox One S and buy it day one. But that, you know what, and honestly, I, I mean, I have both systems, but that one really surprised me. I don't know if that was a, a, a game time decision or what, because, I mean, that's what made the PS3 so great back yeah. in the day, because it had that Blu-ray capability, and everybody was like, oh, hell yeah, you know, you were great with that, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, the PS4... I mean, doesn't have that. It was weird. Yeah, that kind of shocked me. Yeah, it seemed like a logical decision, especially having had them do it with the last format to not continue with that forward momentum of being um, almost future proof or forward thinking. And uh, 
lost a sale from me and it's right. not like i wonder how many other people were just like that's the thing i need to justify it and they couldn't yeah because it becomes a um, entertainment system also yes then my my girlfriend my wife can be like oh we got that new fancy tv together yes. we want to watch 4k movies on it now you can get that toy you want because it yes. does a thing we needed to do together yeah what is it the hdr and all that jazz and again exactly i i, I so would like to and i need to look at the specs because um i don't remember i looked at the specs before i purchased both of them but i just kind of vaguely went over them but mm-hmm. i swear up and down that i thought that that blu-ray hdr device that's in that xbox one s is a sony proprietary system i could be wrong because, I think so too. Because they bought it, they rent it. You have to basically because they own that. Exactly, they get it. like fourteen dollars or whatever for right. every Xbox sold because right. it's in there. So, they, uh, hence that's why Nintendo's like, oh no, brother, we're good, you know. But I was sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, I think they did. I, I swore up and down, so I have to look back on it. I'm sure somebody out there going, yeah, they did. So that's that one kind of pretty sure they did. Yeah, that one kind of shocked me, but. Another thing, too, is this, you know, um, with Nintendo Switch sales being as good as they are, um, everyone just wanted something new or something different. Let me put that put it that, that way. They wanted something different because you have both consoles having similar specs or similar media, basically. This was different. The Switch was different, and I think that's a good thing, and I think that's what we needed, that breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. To stop everybody uh, uh, fighting for fighting for the same specs, basically. Yes, exactly. You know, and and I think right now, um, looking at the graphics and stuff like that. Granted, if you have 4K TV and you have a UHD gaming and you can play in 4K, totally different. I get it. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Right now, yes. you know, your graphics, you can still pump out good graphics on a smaller system that will, you know still brighten up your day and make everything good with it so but it's just oh, funny man, yes you know? the the switch looks beautiful on my 4k tv also yeah exactly exactly i mean a lot just of people, the upscaler built into the tv hey, yep that's it and a lot of people do not have i mean i have a couple friends that are looking at at some point maybe going 4k but when you do go 4k you have to go excuse my language balls to the wall because that's TV. That's uh, yeah. You get one every seven years. Yeah, you got to make sure your data. Um, if you're streaming stuff and you want to go 4K streaming, you got to make sure. Hey, do we have the bandwidth for it? Um, does yep. our equipment, you know, back up me pushing for data? TV, your system, everything. And if you want to pump sound, you got to have a 4K system. So you got to go for it. You know, so it's it can get mm-hmm. a little expensive, but mm-hmm. I think and and. Right now, we're just like, again, we're in a position where you can go either way, either or, and still get good graphics, great sound, and enjoy what you have to play. I think um, the Switch is so interesting because it's selling so well and people are so hungry for games that uh, all these really interesting ports are coming to the Switch that I never would have expected. Right. Uh they're redoing L.A. Noir. Uh, I saw that HD coming to the Switch. That's frickin' that game is a, like a, a, something about around give or take a gig, a 32 gigabyte game, which is means you have to have a Switch and 
a micro SD card for that game. Right, right. Just right. an entire one for that game, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And, and I saw that too, and I played that game. I beat it. Excellent game. I loved it. Um, I, I, and I agree with you 100%. I think that the Switch was just came out at a good time where people wanted that change. They wanted something different. And now you're getting these releases that some some people may complain, well, you know, this is already out on this system. Why do I need to buy it again? You don't. But these are for people that do not have that game or do not exactly. have that type of um, that money that they need to do to have more than multiple systems. Even someone who's 18 years old uh, today, if uh, they they would have most likely not played L.A. Noir because L.A. Noir came out, let's say, in 2011. Yes, sir. And so that's six years ago. They would have been 12 years old, and that was a rated M game, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was. And it's not like you can decide whether your children are allowed to play things like that, but most most of the time they wouldn't. And so that would mean millions of sales yeah. from kids who are now 18 going up to 21 that missed this really cool game. Yeah, it's funny. And it, it was like a big, real big deal when it came out back yeah. in the day. I'm not sure if people – like I know, I'm sure you remember, but perspective on it, they were bragging about how much money they spent, yes. the actors they brought in, the custom camera rig they brought in to record the actor's face from uh, like 180 degrees motion around Motion capture, head. yeah. That's when it was just, motion capture just came out, right, if I'm not mistaken. They, yeah, they just started using it really heavily in video games. Yeah, yeah. And that one's like – it's it's almost a step – beyond motion capture in a weird way because they're not they're not marking the his face to look like Gollum later <laughs> they're just trying to make the most human looking face possible beautiful so they're game. pretty much like almost like 360 degree video put into a game yeah the narrative was beautiful um the world itself was beautiful everything and uh it takes you back to that time that time period which i think was the 1950s or 1930s or something like that oh, i thought you meant the 2011s 20 oh lord <laughs> yeah that too and then doom most recently i'm not gonna buy it ever uh for the switch because i have it on the pc but god freaking dang man if i could rent it or something i really would love to have it in my hands on the switch for just a second yeah because they're the coolest technical breakdowns of how they got one of the best games of last year to run on the switch which is oh yeah yeah basically an ipad and okay. uh, for all intents and purposes, people say it's a really good port with really good dynamic scaling. And uh, even though it runs at 30 frames a second, yeah. everybody that talks about it is impressed. It's a beautiful game. I have it on the PS4, to be exact. It's such a beautiful game. And it runs so smoothly. Yeah, I need to. I mean, I'm getting into a lot of um, these little smaller titles. I'm trying to play them. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say it. Play them for a little bit and then put them down and stuff like that. But, as, you know, I'm, I'm picking up quite a few of them. I haven't bought anything new for the PS3, um, the Vita, and the PS4, and the Xbox One S have been my main ones. And been going back and forth with that darn PSP, which, I just want to <laughs> let everybody know, PSP, the PSP library is freaking huge. Some of those games yeah, do need to come over to the Switch because a lot of them are... They're built to be mobile. So, See, I think that's a brilliant idea. That's yeah. the same idea with like L.A. Noir. Bring a whole bunch of these PSP games that nobody played or were too young to play yeah. over to this. If they made a new, I know that I don't think this could happen because I'm pretty sure this was uh, published by Sony. But if they made a new Loco Roco for the Switch, yeah. I would lose yeah. my shit. And you know what's funny though? No, what's funny about that? They, they didn't they do a digital release of of Loco Roco. I think they recently did either a re-release or an HD re-release. Yeah, and it, it's just 
I don't know how old that game is, but just imagine you going back, digging into your IPs and pulling, you know, just closing your eyes and just putting your hand in a hat, pull out an IP and go, here, we'll play this one. Oh, look at this Toe Jam and Earl. Right. And it's just think, just think about that. I mean, that's 20, 20 something years. And you're, you're now receiving more kickback off of a game that you've already put time and effort and built. It's done. So you're getting, I'm not going to say, well, basically you're getting free money for a game that's yeah, already about. built. Right. You put Intern Steve on that shit for a week and now you have a whole new port. Yes. That's it. That's it. So you're uh, getting free Guess what, KB? Money. 11 years old. That's how old Loco Roco is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, no comment. <laughs> oh man I just, it's just a lot man it's just a lot out there and I, I like to see that's what I'm saying I like to see that the Switch is in that stride of saying hey you know we don't have all these A number one titles but we're bringing mm-hmm. to you titles that you've never played before definitely and yeah the indies on the Switch are just absurd good and the, and, and, and they're, the indies from the last two years are all swarming Axiom Verge yeah. uh uh, it'll do barbarian something. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, did I say Stardew Valley? No, you did not. I have that. Golf Story. Uh, all these games are coming to the Switch now because it's just I've heard people uh, indies talking about their ports on the Switch selling more than their ports on all the other consoles combined. Mm-hmm. Just because of how slim the market is and how yeah. fast the Switch is selling, people are willing to try things out of their comfort zone. Yeah. That's, that's 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 a good thing, and you know what, I do. Okay, Just being we bought all that up, I do have one biatch to get off my chest. Um, Bring it on! And I know, I know what a lot of people are going to say, and it makes total sense, and I get it. Um, these games that we're getting today, that are being released on Blu-ray and and such, um, the camps that they have, the the money that's poured into these games is sometimes millions of dollars. Um, your game is 60 bucks a pop. Yep. I would like to see the Switch because of the, I know it probably won't happen anytime soon, but the Switch is in a prime position because they use cart-based games that I think that it's cheaper for them to produce the actual physical media. I'm curious on if they could do something similar to say Forty nine ninety nine or thirty nine ninety nine, just to under I'm not gonna say undercut anybody, but to put a little pressure on the well, put a little pressure on the people these days, basically, because of that yeah. cartridge. Now I know people will say, let me you know, let me interrupt you really quick. Yeah, yeah, just for a moment. Um, I need to find like in the future an article to support this because I, I heard someone trustworthy talking about this but uh-huh. I actually haven't been able to look it up but I heard that they're actually having the opposite problem with the switch carts really because uh, the cart sizes are like a gig two four eight sixteen and thirty two um they're too small and they're so yeah they're too small oh and so, okay okay it seems like that's why a bunch of physical Switch ports are like ten dollars more than they are on other consoles. Gotcha. I was that's what we were wondering like six months ago. Okay. And so recently, I heard that was what what it was is that those carts were more expensive than usual. I need to dive deeper. Like I said, I haven't done the personal research on it. Right. Um, right. But that that's what I've heard at the moment. Okay. okay. But also, you still your your thought process. Um. 
applies to digital sales still. Yes. And I've always wondered, like, why even when a company is saving a lot of money, why the, the digital copies are the same price and the prices never go down. Yes, exactly. Because if you think about it, you're not printing anything. You're not mm-hmm. paying for any artwork. Well, printed artwork. You're not yeah, paying for the exactly. cartridge, the physical cartridge or the disc itself. You're not paying for the disc case to be made and shipped and manufactured and things of that nature. So then again, that comes into play too. So somebody should be a little cheaper because of the way the nature of the beast. But again, I don't know the specifics behind all of it, you know, Mm -hmm. but it just makes you think, Hey, if um, I'm not getting a physical copy, you guys should be saving money. So should I. Exactly. It's, but it's terrible. And they're, and they're just doing uh, it's good. It's been getting a a little bit better recently on the PlayStation and Microsoft stores, but not much. Right. Um, uh, yeah, they've been having they a lot of sales. Pay for, what's up? They've been having a lot of sales, I've noticed, too. I like that. That's That's been something that I would compliment them for is uh, being more like Steam, having yes. more frequent digital yes. sales. Working PlayStation has worked with Humble Bundle, which is really impressive of them. Yeah, um, yeah. And be, being on the PC for a while and seeing that not happening on the consoles was really kind of disheartening. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, especially and, uh, yeah, because you would see it because you're 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 on Steam quite a bit, and you would exactly. see those AAA titles come out going on super sale, and then going on super sale, and it's just kind of like, huh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, everybody's getting taxed for having these consoles now. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and uh, it's gotten a lot better, and like uh, they're they're expanding with all these new ideas uh, from their digital sales to that uh, like Xbox Netflix program that yep. they got going on. Yeah, all yeah. about all of this. That's good. That's good. But let's see. So I think the moral of the story, everybody, is play all video games. Play them all, baby. There's, there's no camp to be sat in. The The only things that you need to think about are what games you'd like to play. Yes. Would you rather be playing the Halo? Would you rather be playing the God of War or the Mario? Or are you lucky or blessed enough to be able to pick two or the, two of those? Yeah. You're doing yourself a huge injustice if you're just stuck to one. Absolutely. Um, And... I don't want to. Uh, you should think of what you your last little touchstone will be for the afternoon because we're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to kind of coincide with a couple other things we were talking about, I'm not going to rant too much. Rant, but rant. Um, in the similar vein of uh, just where the what the direction games are going recently, how ports are working. This isn't a port, but how how games are being developed on the Switch in a different manner than other platforms and. Uh, and how you don't always have to be competing for the highest specs on everything. Yes, correct. Mm, the new Super Mario Odyssey is uh, impressive, and it hits 60 frames a second literally 99% of the time. There's a, like two different levels where there's even the real chance of it going down. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's the first open-world Mario game that's ever had 60 frames a second. Okay. Uh, might be the first Mario game, period, but I can't promise that. I know it's the first, the only open world because uh, they were talking about doing it for Super Mario Sunshine at one point, and then they couldn't, and they locked it at thirty. Okay. So it feels so good to play games at sixty. Doom was at sixty um, on con- every on all consoles except for the Switch. Okay. Uh, 
And Mario, much like the Doom port for the Switch, but used in a different way, uh, Mario hit 60 all the time by using dynamic frame rate and a couple other little rendering tricks where uh, those are minutiae I won't get into because it's boring for people. And right. if you're interested, there, uh, Digital Foundry made an awesome 12-minute video that like describes every single awesome thing that you should appreciate in Mario Odyssey that you would never notice unless yeah. someone pointed yep. it out to you. Okay. But uh, it's just it's super cool to see Nintendo going out of their comfort zone uh, every game that they've published for the Switch, except for Zelda, runs at 60, which okay. is super freaking cool. And uh, I'm just when when in a time when you when we're fighting over like is this l- rendered in 4K or just output or upscaled to 4K or right. am I 4K gaming at all right now? Okay, that is not something I even think about when I play Mario, and that game is uh 360 put inside an iPad that's running games that clearly don't look as good as all of the the competition. Right. But right. you work your way around those limitations with good art design and charm. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. You just. Yeah. I'm not worried about like environmental or atmospheric fog or right. the draw distance and like it. It just it's a good game. Yeah, like I mean, a lot of these kids out here don't know. Back in the day, it was called eye candy. <laughs> That's all. It was oh, just man. eye candy. But like I said, I, I will try not to rant. But I watched a, like a good twelve-minute video before this about like how it, uh, even there's some really uh, cool differences in uh, just going from the docked mode to the the portable mode. Okay, yeah. it changes yeah. some like lighting effects and draw distance stuff. And Nintendo shows like this really phenomenal art design and squeezes every ounce of juice out of this console by doing these tiny little things that you wouldn't notice they're cutting these corners unless you're the biggest nerd in the entire world yeah yeah programming man that's a, it's a you get deep into it when you start to have to subtract from a game that's already either been built or you're building one so you have to build it per specs for that a piece of equipment that's coming out so all the things that you may have put on paper or on some sort of drawing board somewhere you may not be able to do so you have to figure out a way like you said to let's uh let's tweak it a little bit and make it look like let's use some magic some pixie dust and make it look like it's doing this but it's not nintendo honestly come to think of it that's been their special sauce for a really long time and maybe maybe we stopped appreciating it or maybe they lost sight of their strengths but uh the the some of the things that they got the most praise for back in the nineteen late nineteen eighties with the launch of the the NES and the Super NES is how they were squeezing every ounce they possibly could out of these this eight bit yeah. system. Yep, mode you, seven. They make oh god, I forgot about mode seven. That's a whole other thing to appreciate. Yeah, but. When, like, Super Mario Brothers 1, people should look up more intelligent folk than I explain it, but Mario's sprite in that game is actually four separate sprites programmed to always be glued to one another. So it's technically four different animations perfectly synced together at all times to create that illusion. Yeah, they did a good job. They created a whole new way of a screen scrolling and the backgrounds being rendered in. I wish I could remember what it was specifically, Mm -hmm. but it was like instead of the game loading in every single pixel on every line while you're running sideways, it would check to see only pixels which 
color change. Yes. And if the yeah. colors changed, then it would load the new thing in. But it could save like up to 75, 80% processing power when it's a blue sky in the background and all you have to change is the pixels of the clouds. clouds. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense, man. And so it's good they're stuff. kicking ass. It's good stuff. Um, so tell me, tell me either a good game you've played, something you've bought or worked on or put a big smile on your face the last couple of weeks, Mr. Keefe. Actually... We Put a little special something in everybody's pocket before we get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the it's weird. It's called the sexy brutal. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I don't want to hear about what you and your family do when nobody's <laughs> around. When nobody's around when the doors are closed. I don't no. want to know how brutal it is. It's brutal. It's brutal. Not just brutal. It's brutal. Brutal. Yeah, it's um, it. I have never heard of the game. I just saw it, and you and I have had this discussion before about artwork, how I'm drawn. Yeah. I'm like a bee, man. I'm drawn to what pretty artwork and pretty flowers and stuff like that. So <laughs> anything Me colorful that, that catches my attention, I went to, and I looked at it, and it was only 19 bucks. Again, yeah. I'm like, oh, look, I can save something on that. So it, it, check it out. It's called the Sexy B-R-U-T-A-L-E, Full House Edition. Um, it actually came with a soundtrack CD. And a nice. booklet. So that's why I was saying, like, what? Y'all put extra stuff in here. Thank you. So nice. um, it's a, just a puzzle game, and it's different. Like, really different. It's I don't know what it's based off of. I have no clue. The people that made it are Badland, uh, Badlands Games. Um, don't yeah, know. it was um, Tequila Works. Badland. Wait, 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 wait. I think Tequila Badlands. Works. Yeah, Badlands either produced it or Tequila Works produced it and Badland pushed it out. Vice versa, I'm not sure. but Yeah, it, it, it was a, it's, a, it's a Tequila Works developed and published game. And I think maybe a couple other people helped them do the ports on it. Okay, yeah, because there's it's quite a few ports on it, which I didn't know. Like I said, I just wandered into a store and I saw it. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. You know, it's totally. like, a, like a comic book. So um, and I've been playing it quite a bit lately and it's basically a puzzle game you have a certain amount of time to do it because you're trying to i don't want to ruin it but you're trying to save certain i heard things i heard it's happen. like a like a mystery yes. murder mystery thing where you're you can like re-loop time over and over again as different characters to yes. get different parts of the story yep kind of reminds me of blinks on the um original xbox but you you can control time and rewind things back and do things mm-hmm. and if you get a certain item it allows you to change times differently and stuff like that yeah so, so like a metroidvania kind of thing where until you hit the right character you wouldn't have found the key to open the door right. to another room yeah and then you rewind time and you go in that other room now as yeah. a different person or something and it's pretty freaking awesome i'm i'm glad that i picked it up and it i found myself i threw it in and i found myself playing it for like two hours uh saturday night i believe it was yeah saturday no saturday morning or saturday night and it i was just like huh really nice it is a really cool game so um that's my game of game of the week check that out game of the week <laughs> yeah check that puppy out they did a Keith's game job. of the week that's yeah that's that's gonna be my game of the week I'll, i'm gonna put that out there Heck yeah. I've actually, that looks really cute. I heard about it a little bit beforehand, but I've still never played it. Um, I know Tequila Games, the developer publisher, I think they had someone help publish the game. Okay. That's what most of those other names are, if I'm understanding the credits correctly. But they made a game called Deadlight back in 2012. I have um, that also, which I have to play. I have to even open that thing. And uh, they also, Keeve, 
developed rhyme <laughs> which i have also <laughs> yeah you know you just got it wow that's they, so funny they need to um hook me up with a free copy of something because i've been buying all the purchasing all the games and didn't even know it <laughs> right that's so great yeah i didn't even realize i was a fan of you until yeah. just now until just now thank you but jesse i have all your Wynn. games yeah. thank you jesse Wynn. thank you i just thought you were different people <laughs> i did i did i mean they've done a good job those type of games i like you know that you don't have, have you and sorry no go ahead um, I was just, you've booted up the game, right? Oh, yeah. Silly question. Yeah. The art style in that is really unique. Yes, it is. It's Everybody, it seems, has like a mask. Yes. I'm not sure. They're not all luchador masks, but they all have like these crazy, par- is, is there a, a costume party going on? There or is. Or is this their real lives? There's a, there's a costume party going on and there's a mystery going on. I don't like I said, I'm not going to ruin it, but there's a mystery going on within that costume party. There's things going on. You're just a player there, and um, I will tell you though, if you you have a mask on yourself, so basically, you are able to rewind time to try to fix things, and also try to solve that mystery. And if you get someone's mask, you've saved them. You get their mask, and once you get that mask, that mask allows you different abil- abilities. So very nice. And I'm like again, I'm ju- I'm just in the first second second chapter, third chapter, I believe. And it's it's captivating the way they set this up. So good job, good job to them. I'm gonna have to get so, Mister Keith. We're yeah. gonna have to get on out of here and go play some video games. Let's do it. And then we will be back next week, right? For some more video game talk. Yes. If people want to find you on the internet, where can you be found? I'm gonna say if you go to my. Um, my blog, which is darkworldlegends.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter in the same spot at Dark World Legends or at Keith Bosher. I will be Boom. just roaming the Twitter network sometimes doing things legal, of course. <laughs> always, always. Keith's a good guy. I you're, not to gonna, you're not going to hear about Keith one day in your, in your Twitter moments doing something bad. I hope not. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> what about but, yourself uh, there, young man? I'm everywhere. Uh, I'm at Jesse underscore wind on Twitter and Instagram. If you, for some reason, want to follow me on Instagram, but um, we can also be found most of Keith and I's collaborations on the nerdevo.com. Wow. It's really funny is when you say a joke like that and it's a website address, you can't just start sticking words in. No, you can't. It's just nerdevo.com. There's no the. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. (laughs) You'll never get there. But until next week, everybody, curl up with a good video game, put a big fat smile on your face. And until next week, when we bring more optimism into your earballs, I've been Jesse, he's been Mr. Keefe, and we will miss you, my friends. (sighs) Bye. Peace. That was good. That was good.